morning, everybody. We're back for the uh, next episode of the Bird Talk podcast. Uh, I know I told you guys Breon was coming back in probably late June, early July, but I got a big surprise for you guys because we got the other co-host on with us today. Breon is in the building today. We here, baby. So now we can finally get this thing really rolling the way we've been wanting to get it rolling. Uh, you know, we're going to get into some stuff today. We got a lot coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about the O-line today. We're going to focus in on that. We didn't really get to discuss them much yet. Uh, we're going to talk about these running backs. We're going to talk about Miles Sanders. He put some pretty interesting stuff up uh, yesterday, some interesting stuff up on his story and been getting some feedback. So we're going to get into that. Uh, we're going to also talk about Pete Prisco's uh, top 100 players list. Didn't really agree with that one myself. Um, Man. <laughs> yeah, then yeah, I, I, that list was a little suspect to me. Uh, we we also going to talk about JJ Arcega Whiteside. We kind of been overlooking him in the first couple episodes. We've been talking about these receivers, haven't really heard us bring them up. So we, we're going to get into that today as well. Then we're going to close the show that. out. We're going to close the show out with some fun. We're going to get you guys our um, all time Eagles uh, offensive starting eleven. So, you know, you got one game to win. What's your starting 11 you're going with? Any player that's ever been on the Philadelphia Eagles for a season or more. That was a hard list to make, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Tough. <laughs> research. That, I, I had some tough decisions to make between some players. It was some some tough decisions in there to make. It, it was some players I liked that didn't make the list. <laughs> hey, making this list makes me glad I'm not a head coach because they have some tough decisions. Right yeah, there. yeah, there's a lot going on. First, um, first thing first, we're we going to start with around the league a little bit. Um, I got an update on the Jadavian Clowney situation. Now, you know, I told you guys back in the very first episode, I'm not really a big fan of Clowney. That was a dirty hit he took on Wentz. Two years in a row now, he's taking shots at our fan base as fans. He, he, doesn't, he don't seem like someone I really wanted in the locker room. Now, like I said, granted, he's a great player. I'm not saying he's not. So, you know, if if he was in the locker room, I mean, you just deal with it at that point and just hope that it doesn't be a negative effect in the locker room because we know what he can do on the field. But um, this report's coming out now that the Eagles are not interested in it unless he's willing to take a deal that's less than $10 million a year, which I doubt he's going to be willing to take. Yeah, I don't um, think he takes that. Yeah, we, we didn't really get to get your take on it because, you know, the first episode we didn't have you in here yet. What, what do you think on the um the whole Jadavian Clowney situation? What do you think? So my take on the whole Jadavian Clowney thing is I'm still upset about that last playoff game last season. That was a dirty hit. I watched it live on TV. I know you were at the game. And, yeah. man, he tried to take him out, okay? He's already headed to the ground. You're clearly leading with your head to the back of his head. It it it's, it just had me really mad. And then his comments after the game, uh, talking about the fan base. I'm pretty sure he used words like "we're garbage" and stuff like that. But, yeah, he I did. Mean, this is Philadelphia. Like, you you take out our starting quarterback in a playoff game that we're excited about. Of course, you know we're gonna say some some things to you when you're coming off the field. Um. But as far as him bringing him onto the team, Philadelphia, we have a short-term memory as long as we're winning. So, like, if we were to bring him on the team and we're succeeding, I think fans forgive him uh, for his comments and and the hit on Wentz. But I wouldn't bring him in just because he's a veteran player 
he's going to want to be on the field. I know our defense is line scheme. We run a lot of rotation. I'm not yeah. sure how that would work out with him. As a, a elite player that he is, you can put him anywhere on the field. He's going to want to be on the field almost every play. Um, and then he'll, that also takes away from the youth that we have at the D-line. We still have um, Josh Sweat, uh, Sharif Miller. Josh Sweat actually put up the, put up similar numbers to Clowney last similar year, numbers. too. They have a similar build. He's got long arms like Clowney. He's kind of big, uh, tall, height-wise. We also still have uh, Deshaun Hall um, and Derek Barnett. How can we forget about him? I mean – he hasn't been healthy, but I really feel like this season, you know, he'll be able to play all 16 games, and I'm really excited to see what he can do. I just don't see how Clowney would fit in the rotation-wise. We tried it a few seasons ago with um, uh, Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett, yeah, I was just thinking that. Look when what you said happened. That. <laughs> we, we trade him to New England, then he ends up on Dallas. It, he wasn't happy with the whole rotation. He wanted, He felt like he should have been on the field more. Yeah. So that whole clowny situation, yeah, I, I'd stay away from it for right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm completely on board with that. Me personally, he just don't feel like a Philly guy to me, to be honest. He, he just don't. Yeah. I don't think he fits our culture. I, I don't know if he gets – I don't know if he'll get along with players in the locker room. And like what you were saying, I didn't even think about it from that point, but you made a real good point with the rotation thing because we ran into that problem with um, – we did run into that problem with um, with Bennett. With Bennett, and yeah. Yeah, so it's hard to get a veteran player that's already proven to want to be a part of you gotta You got to be built a certain type of way to be willing to play like that. Like we, we got guys now that are willing to do that, um, but everybody's not like that. Uh, so the next the next one we got for around the league was um you know the Eagles are still showing interest in bringing Jason Peters back. Um, there's been now there's been reports the Broncos are actually um pursuing Peters. Uh, what, what's your whole take on that? Me personally, I mean if if we get him back, I wouldn't be against it, but I'm 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 on the fence with that one. I don't really know how I feel. I I don't know if we should bring him back, just let him go. Uh, I definitely don't want to get in a, a bidding war with the Broncos over it, which I definitely think we won't. But what's your take on the Jason Peters situation with the Eagles? Yeah, I, de- I definitely wouldn't get in a bidding war with the Broncos. <clears throat> Jason Peters is a future Hall of Famer. He's done a lot for this team since he came over from Buffalo. Um, I love the guy, but honestly, I think it's time for him to give it up. You got your ring. Um, if we do bring you back, I would like to see you in like a mentor maybe assistant offensive line coach type role. Yeah. Helping no, develop, good. develop the young guys like uh, Jordan Maitala and uh, Andre Dillard. Uh, and the one rookie we got from uh, Aldrin. Uh, uh, Prince, uh, o- Prince Ortega. Yeah. Just bringing them along, you know, teaching them the ropes, uh, helping them work on their craft as like a mentor. But as far as, you know, Getting playing time and stuff, I, I just I, I think it's time for him to retire and give it up. It's it's like a, a friend of mine would say, it's three things that are always promised in life: death, taxes, and a penalty by Jason Peters on a on a good drive. So, <laughs> I think it's I think it's about time he gives it up, man. Unless he wants to, you know, just be yeah. a coach or something. Yeah, my my biggest problem too is he he just don't stay healthy anymore. So yeah, I mean. I, what's, what's the point of bringing him back if he's just going to go down again? If he's gonna, yeah, if he's going to get hurt. 
yeah, I, I'd rather just have Diller on, on the field at that point, to be honest. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm forever grateful. You know, you helped bring us our first championship. You've been a stud since we got you from Buffalo, but it's just time to give it up. Yeah, You're already definitely. a future Hall of Famer. You, you really don't have anything more else to show. Def- yeah, definitely. He, he's, a, he's an all-time Eagles Hall of Famer. He's definitely all of that. Uh, don't take anything away from his career. It's just at this moment, you know. Come yeah. come a time where you you gotta you gotta do what's best. Um, so we can get into the the next is the Eagles are also showing interest in Devontae Freeman, um, the running back. I do think we need to bring in one more running back. They said the Seahawks and the Jets are also interested. Looks like the Hawks offered him a, a four million dollar deal for one year. I don't think the Eagles want to go want to go that high, but um. We'll talk about some more some more possible free agency running backs when, when we get to that point of the show. Um, so what we're really going to get into right now is we're going to start off with this O-line. We're going to talk about this O-line. And, um, you know, I, I keep telling people this. I think this is the best O-line in the league. When you really look at what what's out there in the league, you look at other teams' O-lines from top to bottom, I think we legitly we, we legitly have an argument that we got the best old line in the league. That that right side of the old line is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, it's, it's really this the question mark of Andre Dillard. Um and, and that's what we're gonna get into right now. You know, Kels he had a he had a um an interview where he was talking about the old line. Um, Kelsey said he thinks the only weakness that Diller had last year was strength. Um, he basically went on to say, basically, he thinks Diller's technique and everything is great. He just needs to put on, put some more, more muscle on. So, you know, when he, when he's going against those elite DNs, which I think that's an easy fix, you know, that's just weight room and just getting that weight up. Um, where, where are you at with Andre Diller? How, how do you feel about him, um, starting this year? I feel like he's ready to start. If not, if he's not ready to start, it's a big problem. Uh, you're a first-round draft pick last season. Um, you had a year to kind of sit behind one of the greatest um, tackles in the league, uh, behind Jason Peters. Um, you got experience with game uh, time last season. And um, as far as putting the weight on, I mean – Ain't nothing really much you can do right now while we're in this whole quarantine thing. So I, I would hope that you're, you know, taking the advice of the veteran uh, former uh, or your current offensive lineman teammate and putting that weight on, putting the work in. You have the body frame and all the ability in the world to to be great. You just have to put the work in. Yeah. Um, as long as we don't move him to the opposite side, I think he should be fine because he came out last season and even said trying to play on the right side when you've been playing uh, on your left pretty much all your life is like trying to write with your right hand when you're left-handed. Yeah, yeah. It's just not going to work out. Um, But, I mean, I'm pretty sure as he progresses on, he'll be able to, like, play both sides if it ever had to come down to that. But I think he'll be fine. Um, I'm really excited to see what he can do this season. Uh, I liked the pick last year in the draft, and our future is looking bright. Yeah, I thought like you know he he got he got a good amount of playing time his rookie year. I thought um, overall his rookie year was solid in my opinion. He he struggled that one game when he was at right tackle, 
Um, he, he struggled against the Vikings a little bit, but he, he also got kind of thrown into the fire against the Vikings. You know, Jason Peters went down and he just got tossed into the game. That works yeah. against you sometimes. And that, that was that's another reason I kind of rather I would rather you just keep Dillard starting as opposed to bringing um Peters back because it goes down, then you're just throwing an alignment in off the bench into the fire again. I don't I don't really like that. And um, it's all about reps. Yeah. It's all about reps. Yep. The reps that you get through the week are are gonna help you through throughout game time. And yeah, we'll exactly. get into the, the repetition part about practice when we talk about the receivers later on, but it's really all about reps. Other than that, I think he's ready. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the one thing that does um that does worry worry me a little bit is the fact that the Eagles are still interested in Jason Peters, though. Um, like I said, I think Dillard played good last year, but I think any time when the team's still interested in bringing someone back at your position, that you know, if, if they bring Peters back, he's not going to be a backup. Yeah. So like you can it, talk it can either be two that. things though. It can either be you want to bring Jason Peters back because you still have some questions about Andre Dillard, or you just have that connection with Jason Peters as a player and what he's done for this organization. Yeah, it, it definitely could be that too. But I mean it does make me make me raise an eyebrow a little bit just because you know it's just like I mean I now I I believe in Dillard. I think Dillard's good. From what I saw last year, I like him. I like him a lot. But it was just, you know, I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, I mean, I'm ready for Dillard to start. But then, you know, you got the reports that we're still interested in Peters and we're still talking to him about possibly bringing him back, which means then Dillard wouldn't wouldn't start. But then, you know, you also don't really know when when sometimes, you know, we hear we hear all kind of reports and everything doesn't always work out the way you hear them in reports. Doug Peterson yeah. was talking about him in his interview. With Doug Peterson was talking about him like he's a sure lot for the starter for the starting job. You know, he said he got a ton of confidence in him. Um, yeah, I, I mean, from what I heard from Doug Peterson, it sounded like he's going to start, but it, it definitely raised the raised the eyebrow a little bit. The fact that they're they're still thinking about bringing um Jason Peters back. Yeah, I know it. It surely raised my eyebrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I've said how I felt on Jason Peters. <laughs> I, I would just like to see you in a mentor role. That, that's about it. Uh, unless somebody gets hurt, then we can, you know, bring you back. But other than that, hang it up, man. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's I think it's time for Dillard to step in and and take over. So yeah, you know. it's, it's it's time for an infusion of youth. Um. Um, I know he's more than capable of it. Like I said, I feel like he has the skill set. And I'm I'm just ready to see what he can do on the field. Now how do you how do you feel about um Isaac Isaac Samayo, um at left guard? How do you feel about him? I think he might be the biggest question mark on the entire O line. He may be the only possible question mark on the O line, actually. But um I mean I like him. I think he's good. Um I wouldn't call him elite. But I think he's solid enough that you know it, it shouldn't really cause any effect to the to the old line with him starting. He's been there for the last two years, and he he's had his he's had his games. Now we we've criticized him some, but yeah, we we have. To be honest, you know, and it, it was like I I didn't really think about it until Kel said it in his interview. Um, he said, you know, he really only – he had, like, two bad games, you know, and he kind of got criticized, and it kind of ruined his reputation a little bit. And, and yeah. You know, Kels was kind of right because you 
most of the time he plays solid. Most of the time, he, plays he solid. does. He 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 plays very solid. I wouldn't put him in that elite uh, guard tier yet, but he's on his way up there. Yeah, he 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 he's been solid for us. He he's he's definitely on his way up there. I'm excited to see him work again this season. Um, he fits in well with our offensive line. They're all very athletic. Um, and we've seen what this offensive line can do when it's at its best. And with them, with all of our offensive linemen being athletic, we've seen that with, when Carson can move outside of the pocket, he he's deadly. Yeah. Yep. He's deadly. Definitely. You, you're not stopping a Carson Wentz out of the pocket. I'm, I'm sorry. You're just not. Yeah, man, it's going. It's going to be a great season this year for Wentz. That, that's what I definitely. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be a great season for Wentz this year. So then, um, now we're going to now we're going to get into the fun part of the O line because this, this, from that from that center spot on through the right side, I challenge anybody to give me a better sim, center right guard right tackle combo. This O line is ridiculous. From Jason Kels to Brandon Brooks to Lane Johnson. You could argue we have the best center in the game. You could argue we have the best right guard in the game. You could argue we have the best right tackle in the game. Um, I don't, I don't put anyone at right tackle above Lane Johnson, in my opinion. Uh, Jason, Jason Kels, I feel like Jason Kels is even underrated through, throughout the the league as a whole. I think oh, very Kels underrated, is overlooked. It's it, it's just it's really disrespectful, in my opinion. Jason Kels For what? is. For what Monster. Kelsey can do at his size, he's very underrated. And he's proven year in, year out that he's one of the best centers in the league. There's nothing he really can't do. And I feel like he might I, – I don't I don't think the Eagles have had a better center in franchise history, in my they, they haven't. They haven't. They honestly haven't. And and you know and you know what's crazy? I don't think we've had a better right tackle in franchise history either than Lane Johnson. Um, arguably, the the right tackle. I don't think we we've had a better. Um, I mean, the right guard. I don't think we had a better right guard than Brandon Brooks. Brandon Brooks is also no. a beast. Um, no. Freaking, what was I about to say? I think there there may be one guard in the league that's better than him, and that's Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah, Quentin, Quentin Nelson's say. a left guard, yeah. I believe, right? Yeah, but I think yeah he plays the left side. Yeah. So, so right so guard wise. You, so when you're talking about the the right guard position, who who in the league is is better than him? Nobody. Exactly. So you know, I I put it's guards in the league as a whole. He's top three, really top. Two. Yeah. You could probably top find three. someone a, another lineman to debate it with, but I think Quentin Nelson is the only one that I I'll put above him. Is yeah. Nelson is the only guard in the entire league that I would put above Brandon Brooks. Yeah, so I actually got some stuff right here for this old because I want people I want people to realize how dirty this offensive line is. So the, the pro football rankings, the pro football uh, rankings for old line. We're gonna start with Jason Kels was the number one ranked um, center in the league. Last year, he got a uh, a pro football rating of eighty one point one. He was the number one center in the entire league. Brandon Brooks was the number one right guard in the entire league. He got a rating of ninety two point nine. 
Lane Johnson was the number two right tackle in the league with a rating of 88.8. Just think about that. Your center, your right guard, and your right tackle are all top two in the league. We have the best right side off of the offensive line in the league, period. It, it is ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. Good. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's like you have a Pro Bowl team lined up on your right side of the ball. Exactly. I don't think there's a better trio. And if you just want to talk about duos with Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson, I don't think there's a better guard tackle duo in the league. Yeah. And I tell you what, if Andre Diller, if Andre Diller comes out here this year, and he, he has a breakout year. Cause I, Isaac, I feel like we kind of know what he is and, and that's a really good guard. Yeah. He's only going to get better though. Yeah. Um, but you know, Diller, Diller got a chance. He 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 got a chance to be special, and if he turn and, and if Diller's special, you're, you're talking about you're talking about four All Pro caliber linemen on one O line. That that's O line is that's ridiculous, man. It, yeah, it, it's really it. ridiculous. Like this, this might be the best O line that that we've that we've had, depending on how it pans out. Now, 2017, these were the same players in 2017 almost. Um, but we'll we'll see how they we'll see how they pan out. I got the I think they have some potential to have one of our best seasons as an O line this year coming up. Yeah, Pro Football Focus uh, as December uh, as of December 31st of 2019 came out with a list of their best offensive linemen, and the Eagles were number one. Baltimore was number two. Indianapolis was three, and four was Dallas, five was New Orleans, six was Green Bay, seven Tampa, eight Tennessee, nine was Pittsburgh, and ten was New England. That's good stuff. That's good stuff right there. All right. Now, my opinion for this season, Philadelphia is number one. Baltimore would be number two. I have New Orleans at three. I have Dallas at four, even though they lost. Uh, Who was it? Frederick? Yeah, that's going to be that's yeah. gonna be interesting to see. How, how, um, I have uh, Indianapolis at five. I have San Francisco at six. Pittsburgh at seven. Green Bay at eight. Nine is Tennessee. And ten, surprisingly, the Cleveland Browns. Yo, I, I've been – I'm on the, I'm Cleveland, on the Brown. Cleveland Brown train. I've, I've been telling people – I put my predictions out the other week. Um, I think the Browns are going to be nasty this year. I think they're going to win that division. I think they might possibly win that division. Now, I'm not completely sold on it, but I think I think they have a chance. Listen, they just need the chemistry down packed as a team. Everyone needs to hold themselves accountable, stay on their cues, and they will be a problem in that division. Yep. All right, so now we're going to get into the fun stuff. We'll talk some running backs. Oh, yes. You're going to talk these running backs. Let's get it. All right, man. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk talk about Miles Sanders. We'll, we'll, start, we'll start it off right there. Uh, Miles Sanders did, did some interesting stuff yesterday, and I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I, I, I think I've up. seen the video that you're talking about. He, um, you know, he put that video up. Working out, you know, he's been grinding this offseason too. I've I've been seeing him multiple times on his uh on his live story, uh, you know, just, just getting that working and getting ready. So in the workout video yesterday, you know, he's doing a workout, nice little intense workout, 
And, uh, you know, he's walking back to the start. And he goes, MVP season. So the trainer asks him to repeat it again. He goes, MVP season again. Now, a lot of people outside of the Eagles fan base were giving him a lot of crap yesterday on Twitter about it. I've seen people saying he's not top five. He's not even top ten. He won't break a thousand yards rushing. These people have got to be out of their mind if they think Miles Sanders ain't cracking a thousand yards this season. Out of their mind. Did they watch anything last season? I mean, me personally, I feel like he was snubbed out of offensive rookie of the year. And he he was. He was. He definitely was. He, I feel like if Kyler Murray wasn't in that draft, and that's the only reason he won offensive rookie of the year, you take away Kyler Murray, he's a better running back than Josh Jacobs. He played such a pivotal role in the Philadelphia Eagles making it to the playoffs. It was... I believe for a couple weeks in the season last season, he led us in receiving receptions and yards. Yeah. What he can was, this man do? I keep telling people, you know, he, he's like he a broke, better version of uh, Alvin Kamara, in my opinion. He he, he broke uh, Saquon's records at Penn State the following year. Yeah. Dude, dude is a beast. You know, and and with him and Saquon being so – we know what Saquon Barkley can do, but with him and Saquon being so close and in the same division, it's always going to be that trash-talking, you know, hunger, who wants it more attitude with them. And that I think that's a, a good thing for us because we play them twice a week – or not twice a week, uh, twice a season. They're always going to have that competitive edge during the season. I'm pretty sure they, they text back and forth. Um, yeah, they're actually good friends. I see them hang out. Yeah, a lot. they're actually good friends, and and they and they work out a lot as well too. Yeah. So you know, Saquon knows what it takes to be a, a starting running back in this league, um, and Miles is just going to soak up all the game he can. He's already got an outstanding running back coach in Deuce Staley. So, hey, Miles Sanders is ready to take that next that next step into the elite running back conversation. I don't care what anybody says. He's hungry, he man. Had, he had uh, 1,327 total scrimmage yards last season, ranking him 16th out of uh, 559 skill position players. Broke, he broke was only B. West's three yards behind record. Alvin Kamara. Broke B. West's rookie record. He was only three yards behind Alvin Kamara. And, three yards. And, and, and I like this, now let this sink in with that, too. People forget. Miles Sanders wasn't a starting running back until what game nine? Exactly. Imagine if imagine that the whole season. And he and he only got better every single game. He got better and better and better. I saw him go from um the first game versus the Redskins where he didn't really do much to the second game, didn't do much against the Falcons. Then he hit his low for a rookie year when we ran into Detroit. He had those two fumbles. And people were ready to pack it in on him. People were ready to yeah, pack people it in were. And then he came back from that, and he just hit the gas and took off the rest of the way. So this dude, he, he big time, man. 818 yeah. rushing um, yards last year. He averaged 4.6 yards in attempt, led our team in, in um, yards per attempt. Uh, he had 50 receptions on 63 targets for 509 yards, four TDs. Of that 509 yards, 
419 of that was yards after the catch. Hey, hey he was a more reliable target than Nelson Aguilar. He was the, I'll just say he that. He was the number three on the, the number three receiver on the team last year. Exactly. The number three. And it's going man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a show this year, man. When it's your rookie running show. back is a more reliable target than the receivers that you have starting for you, it it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, not to mention problem. he didn't even finish that one Giants game because he he injured his heel. Yep, or his ankle. Yeah, his ankle. So just just imagine if he stays healthy, and what we're able to do in in the games. He he probably gets the the three yards over Alvin Kamara. Oh yeah, definitely. And finishes higher than him. I mean, he he just if if he just makes it to halftime of the Giants game, he finishes higher than him. Because if you he, remember, he's show, he, he shown us so much though. Uh, remember early on in the season. He would miss holes because he was trying to outrun everybody. Yeah, he thought he was doing college. Took him, I think it took him a little while to get adjusted to that NFL speed. Um, and then once he once he got there, there was no stopping him. And there's going to be no stopping him in the future-wise. I'm on the Miles Sanders MVP <laughs> MVP season wave, man. And, you know, every, as everybody knows already, I, I've, I've been on the Miles Sanders train – from the start, I've been I've been preaching it. He's going to be top five this year, minimum. He's going to be a top love, five running back minimum this year. I love Penn State running backs. Yeah, and then also Saquon, Miles Sanders, Larry Johnson. I just love Penn State running backs. And also, what I wanted to point to is he he would have passed um Kamar because you, you looked at that Giants game. He was getting them yards in that first half. He definitely if, was. If he if he didn't hurt his ankle. He he was he was fixing for a monster game versus the Giants. And and as you seen, Bart Scott jumped in there and picked up right where he left off. So you, you knew where it was going. But um I mean not Bart exactly. Scott, Boston Scott. Sorry about that. Um so yeah, let's actually talk about some Boston Scott now. Cause you know, right now it looked like he's gonna be our number two running back. We saw I saw some good stuff out of him, you know. I remember last summer they were talking about him being very similar to Darren Sproles, and I wasn't really yeah. buying in into it. I love that comparison. I wasn't buying into it at first, but I didn't really get to see him see him. But once he got out there on that field last year, he was he was balling, man. He was making plays with the with the little bit of opportunities that he got. He he made some he made some plays with the opportunities that was there for him. Uh, he was making plays. He was making people miss. Yeah. What what, what do you what do you think? How do you think we use him this year? Uh. I see him still in that Darren Sproles kind of role, a uh, little scat back, get him out in some screens, uh, put him in the return game, get him in the open field. Have He's good at making people miss. Um, I would, I still kind of want to bring someone else in just because of how small he is. Like, I don't want to yeah. have him be the, the number two and, you know, them D linemen in the NFL are kind of big. Those linebackers hit pretty hard. So yeah, yeah. I just don't. Yeah, I I don't want to see him get hurt. I don't want it to like affect his durability. But I I still see him in the Darren Sproles role. Um, little scat back, you know. Yeah, I think game. I think he's gonna be great role player for us. Yeah, he definitely is. Definitely, yep, very much in that Darren Sproles role. You know, um, yeah, it's like the perfect replacement for Darren Sproles. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they went through kind of like the same stuff. Darren Sproles came from the Saints. Uh, Boston Scott was on the Saints practice squad, I think, when we picked him up. 
So I, I'm excited. I, I love Boston Scott. You know. Yeah, I like him. I like the energy he brings. He's not a um. He's not a selfish player. He's a team player. You know. He's going. He's going to do what he got to do. I got love for the short running backs, man. <laughs> they, they be putting on. They be putting on for us, man. Yeah. They so putting what, on for us. So so what you think about we now we signed Corey Clement back. Yeah. I feel like he's a bit of a forgotten man at the moment. Corey Clement's rookie year. He was balling his rookie year. That 2017 season, Corey Clement was a big part of a big part of us getting to that to that Super Bowl. Uh, Man, some of the catches he made. Player. Some of the catches he made. That catch in the Super Bowl. Yeah. He had a couple, he had a couple plays in the Super Bowl. Because he had the yeah. other one where he caught it down the sideline and he cut back, made a man miss, got us all the way down in the red zone. Like Corey Corey Clement was Corey Clement was, was balling in that in that Super Bowl, man. But um, I got love for Corey. What do you what, are, only, what are you thinking about it? What are you thinking about it? Because he he seemed a little time. injury prone the last two years. Yeah, you know? that's that's the thing. Only time will tell with this whole resign of Corey Clement. Um, I feel like it was a depth chart move to add depth to the running backs. Um, he's just gonna have to stay healthy. Yeah, I think when he that's, I think when he my, is healthy and on the field, thing. he's great. If, yeah, if if he can stay healthy and show that 2017 Corey Clement, then I'm with it. If he can't stay healthy, and I mean, we're just gonna have to let him go again. Yeah, but, but I'm a big fan. You know, he's from Jersey. You know, shout out Jersey. Yep, hometown. But um, yeah, only time will tell. All right. So then, um, what? Are, so obviously, you know, it's been out there. We're looking for running backs and free agency as well. I think we might possibly need to get a power back just to have one more in there. Um, yes. we definitely need one more running back. Um, I talked about it at the start with they they showing interest in Devontae Freeman. I wouldn't be against us getting Freeman. Freeman's solid. He's he's a good running back. Uh, what, what, what running backs are you looking at in free agency? Um, I've heard talks about Carlos Hyde. Uh, I think I sent you the Devontae Freeman thing yesterday. Um, I feel like if we get Devontae Freeman, it'll bring back the 2017 vibes. Um, he can play the Legarrette Blunt role, you know, short yardage, run somebody over, not afraid to put his shoulders down and and hit you. Um, me personally, though, I, I would have loved to see us resign Jordan Howard. Yeah, in the off season. Um, but as far as free agency, those people that are out there, man, I want to bring Lashawn McCoy back. I know he's not a power back. He, he deserves to retire an Eagle. He's came out and said that he wants to come back and retire an Eagle. He's been saying it for a while now. Yeah. I, I think we just, you know, get him a ring in Philadelphia, let him go on his way. He said he only wants to play for like two more years. That's fine with me. Um, he's one of those veterans who I don't think is going to be like a Jadavion Clowney and complain about playing time. Definitely I think not. For the team, he just wants to win. Um, I'm I'm all with bringing Shady back if if we can work that out. But if not, then yeah, we should we should probably grab a power back for the short yardage. We don't want to run uh, Miles Sanders into the dirt. Yeah, M- McCoy. I think McCoy. I think he just wants to be. I think McCoy definitely is one we could look at. Um, I think he just wants to be back in Philly. You know, yeah, he, he didn't want to be leave. back in Philly. It, it was a messed up situation. You know. Yeah, he didn't want to leave. How I feel about that. He didn't even want to leave. You know. Yeah, I was did. I was pissed off when I remember I, I was pissed off when 
you know, we was in um the dark age of Chip Kelly, the evil emperor. Um, oh, I, I was disappointed, man, when he when he cleared house the way he cleared house. The only thing that I take away from that is, is I guess it worked out for us because he cleared house and he destroyed us and it set us up for the reform that led to that 2017 Super Bowl. But yeah. um, I was I was yeah I was pretty pissed off, you know, that off season. That that might have been one of the worst off seasons I ever had to sit through as an Eagles fan. But McCoy, I think he just wants to be back with us. You know, Philly's home to him. You know, Philly is home to yeah. Him. He he went to Pitt. He he's from he's from the PA. He's from the PA area, right? Yeah, he, I believe he's from so. PA. Yeah, so like that that's home for him. That's where he wants to be. So I mean, I'm I'm all for bringing him back. We love him, and Philly. he still he yeah. still owns the franchise records. Yeah. Yep, he's leading. He's the all-time rushing leader. Um, someone else, I think though. What do you think about Lamar Miller? I think Lamar Miller could be a good pickup as well. That's one I kind of have my eye on a little bit. I wouldn't mind it, but I'm. I mean, I'm not really a big fan on Lamar Miller. But I mean, if we had to, if he wants to, if he's comfortable with playing the role understanding his role, then I'm all for it. Anybody who wants to come and help us win and get back to the Super Bowl, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Marshawn Lynch is not, he hasn't re-retired. He's he kind of sitting out there, you know. I don't know if he's planning on doing anything. I think he is going to play this season. I think that those are his plans. Yeah, because I, I wouldn't mind what, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch fits perfect into that power back role. Yeah, I, I would um, he, he said he still has some in the tank. The only thing that happened with him last season was, you know, he was rusty. He was coming off the couch. Yeah. He had to get his body back. And he's he's not going to be looking to be a full-time back anyway. He's up there. Exactly. He, he'll be all right. He'll, he'll be all right in that in that power back role. He'll be fine with it. So I, I like it. He'll bring some energy, you know. He, he can always teach the young cats something on the team. Yeah. It, it's, it's a bit of a long shot. I don't think we – I think we more than likely we're not going to get Lynch. But, you know, yeah. he, he he's out there, so it's something to bring up. I, yeah, just I a possibility. Like end up, I feel like he'll probably end up back in Seattle, possibly. But then you don't know once they get those running backs back. So, who, who really knows? You know what I mean? All right. So, then, um, J.J. Arcega Whiteside. Oh, J.J. Oh, J.J. I was uh, when we drafted him. I said it from the start. I, I was iffy on the pick. It was other players there that I, I wanted more than him. Yeah, definitely. Now <laughs> he let's now, let's not beat around the bush. JJ had a horrible rookie year. Horrible. He looked very much like a bust. Um, <laughs> I, he definitely I did. I don't know if it was uh, him or the scheme or what how they were trying to use him, but. But he also did show some flashes. I won't take that away from him. Um, if we want to hop into the pros and cons of it, I mean, he showed some flashes. Uh, we seen what he can do. He can be that 50-50 Alshon type built. I feel like that's what, that's what the talks were when we drafted him. Uh, a bit of Alshon's replacement. Uh, the tall physical receiver. Um, his cons, he just needs to work on his route running too many times last season when he was on the field he was just out of position and it got blamed on Carson yeah yeah um, 
But there was um, you know, there was there was reports that came out said he he was having trouble remembering the playbook and stuff. And, and I, I had a big problem with that. I'm like, man, you 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 been in the NFL. By the time you get to the NFL, you you study the playbook. Like study Yeah, you need to work on that playbook. You gotta study um, the playbook. Um, especially being a receiver from Stanford. Like those guys are supposed to be smart. <laughs> you yeah. you should know the playbook. You went to Stanford University, okay? That playbook should be like two plus two equals four. Yeah, I mean, but you, uh, and you look at the measurables. I mean, he he has he has the build to be successful. Also, I feel like he needs to just work on that chemistry. That's another thing. He he needs chemistry with Carson, and it it all goes back to the reps that you get during the week in practice. A lot of people don't know, but the second team and third team players, like if you're second and third on the depth chart, fourth even, you're not getting that that many reps during practice, and it showed. Uh, our game against Atlanta, when when uh, Alshon and Deshaun went down, Carson didn't have any repetition with those guys. It improved on later on in the season. Um, like I said, he, he showed some flashes against Dallas in, and in the Seattle game, but he he's just got to – do you see him getting on the field this season, though? Uh, that's, see, with, that's, with that's the people the that we brought in? That's and, the thing, man. Drafting Jalen Rager and uh, Hightower and and Watkins. That that's the thing. I don't I don't know if I see I don't know if I see him getting on the field this year because it's it's so much it's so much talent in the receiver room now. After yeah, we have, what we've done, we have so many pieces. I just I don't know if he fits in. Um, do they still possibly get rid of Alshon? Possibly. But I mean, if not, he, he's definitely not a better version of Alshon yet. You know, Alshon's still better than him. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a lot mental with him. I feel like a lot of it is mentally with him. He he talked about it in an interview, um, about his like with the reports on him not remembering plays and stuff. And I gave him a little bit of leeway with it because what he talked about was like with the injuries and stuff last year. He said there was a lot of times he would come into game day. And he wouldn't even know which receiver position he was playing until it was time for the game. But my thing is the counter argument for that is is a player that really wants it, that really wants to be successful. I know for me personally, I'm playing receiver. I'm going to know every position on the field, even if I'm not playing it. I'm going to know what I got to do at that position if I every route for that position. Yeah, you know what I mean. You got to know everything. If you're if you're a rookie and you're coming on a team with with veterans like uh, Aguilar, Deshaun Jackson, um, and Alshon Jeffrey, in your head, you know, as a second round pick, you're probably not going to get that much playing time. So the minute you get that playbook in your hand, that needs to be your best friend. Yeah. You need to eat, sleep, and drink that playbook. Now, I will give him a little leeway because I think Mike Grow was a part of the problem last season with the offense, um, him not being able to know how to use people. Reports came out saying that they didn't know how to use certain players with Mike Grow. So Yeah, we, we saw that with our own eyes. That, that I will give him. But other than that, like, you have to know your playbook. As far as, like, a role for him this season, uh, maybe a big target at Red Zone. Um, but other than that, with I mean Jalen Rager and we traded for uh, Marquise Goodwin, we still have Deshaun Jackson. 
Uh, Alshon is is Alshon. He's he's a veteran, so I mean, he's just gonna have to really fight if he wants to be on the field this season. Yeah, that's why you know, man. I'm kind of thinking I wouldn't be surprised if we move him. Yeah, if 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 we don't move Alshon, which I, I wouldn't mind, <laughs> but if we don't move Alshon, uh, I think I think we move him. Yeah, because I don't see how he I don't see how he fits in. I, I yeah, just don't see it. You're with with everything round. that's around. Yeah, you're a second round pick though. Like you with with the with who was left on the draft board when you were picked and the kind of seasons that they had. Now some of it is kind of unfair because he'll always have that comparison to, to Metcalf because of the season that Metcalf had and, and yeah. on the board when, when we took Artega Whiteside. But I mean, you have to go out there and ball. This is the professional football league. Yeah, he will. You know, I was a Metcalf guy. I, w- I was talking about Metcalf before the draft even happened. Yeah. He was, he was I think, one of I the dudes on my list. Him. Yeah, yeah, I think we both wanted him. So, you know, that one was a little punch in the gut. Especially, you know, the more the punch in the gut, Metcalf made the catch that knocked us out the playoffs. Yeah. You know, that, that catch he made sealed the deal. Wasn't, uh, wasn't A.J. Brown still available as well? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yep, I yeah, believe so. He played a pivotal role in in the Titans' playoff run, and there, there's a lot of receivers out there that made that. There was there's a lot of receivers out there that were on the board when JJ got taken. That turned out better than him last year. Yeah, a lot. He, a lot he's got to work on his routes and and catching the ball. He that that Lions game, man. That I still think about that. Yeah, I, I'll give the him ball a ball. In his hands. I give him kind of a pass in the Lions game just because that Lions game was kind of one of those strange games where it, everybody was dropping balls that game. Need to be out. I mean, Dallas Goddard even dropped one in the end zone. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> that that game was – but, um, yeah, he he, he got he definitely got some stuff he needs to work on. Hopefully he's grinding right now, you know? Hope. I hope he is. I yeah. mean, I know it's supposed to be social distancing and stuff, but I mean, I, I see players working out together. So yep. hopefully he's contacted Carson. I know Carson, you know, just had a kid. So they're probably like getting that family time in yep. and everything. But hopefully he, he's contacted. I remember back in the day when we used to have McNabb, like him and all the wide receivers would go to Arizona during the offseason and work out and get that repetition and stuff. So, I mean, I, I hope that's still going on to this day with this team because uh, it's important. You don't know what's going to happen with the season, with this whole uh, corona situation. Yeah, um, hopefully we get a season. What practices are going to be like, when we're actually going to start, how many games are going to get played. So you need to take this time to, to really learn the playbook and, and, and work on your craft. Yeah, this is, this is get right time right now. This, this is this really is get, get right, right time. Hundred percent. This is get right time right now. Okay, so Pete Prisco's his top one hundred players uh twenty twenty list came out yesterday. Yeah, it did. I did not agree with this list. Um too many I mean, snubs. Too many it, snubs. It was snubs. There was players that weren't ranked in the right spots. Overrated. Um, yeah. There, there was players that I believe he he ranked I believe he he ranked some players higher than they than they were worthy of j- just off of their um just off of their their numbers. You know what I mean? He must have won I mean, off his fantasy numbers, team um, last season. I don't, I don't know what I don't know what he was thinking with with some of these players and how they were listed. 
Now, we, we did have six Eagles on the top 100 list, so we're going to mm-hmm. go through those really quick. Uh, we had Darius Slay. He came in at uh, 96. We had Jason Kels came in at 76. I'm going to get into that one. Yeah, we, I'm we gonna talk about I'm that. Gonna, right I'm going to get into that one. Um, we got Zach Ertz at 68. We got Brandon Brooks at 55. Fletcher Cox at 54. And Lane Johnson at 30. Um, before we really get into it, just let me touch on this Jason Kels thing really quick. There were a number of linemen ranked ahead of Jason Kels. You telling me you're gonna put Jason Kels? All the way at 76. At 76. Disrespectful. This is the best center in the league. In the league. Let me drop some stats on you. We're going to go back to the pro football focus ratings. 2017, Jason Kels, first among centers, 93.9 rating. 2018, Jason Kels. First among centers, 84.9. 2019, Jason Kels. First among centers, 81.8. No center has been ranked higher than this man in three years. And he's ranked 76 on the list. There's not a center in the league that's been better than him the last three years. Nope. And you got him all the way at 76. That's ridiculous. That's downright ridiculous. Now, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go ahead and dive into it a little bit. I know you got a lot of stuff you want to say about this top 100. I got a lot of stuff I want to say about it too. So I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and let you dive into it a little bit. But I too have many, to get that Jason Kelso off my chest. Too many snubs, uh, in my opinion. Um, we'll get into one person who I think was snubbed so disrespectfully. But um, I just want to talk about the players I think that were ranked too high. Um, Grady Jarrett from uh, Atlanta, the defensive tackle. Um, he was ranked higher than Fletcher Cox. Um, it's kind of disrespectful. Fletcher Cox is one of the top two, top three defensive tackles in the National Football League. Uh, yeah. Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett's not even in my top three discussion. Um, <laughs> I think Dak Prescott was ranked way too high. Um, Dallas fans aren't going to agree with this. They're going to call me a hater, say I'm biased, whatever. But Dak really isn't uh, – he, he didn't even make the NFL's top 100 last season. Yeah. So you mean to tell me that he's better than Carson Wentz? who um, had less weapons and still took the team to the playoffs. And that, um, that's all that through last year, that threw for that's offense was loaded. Everybody was there healthy. He threw for 30 loaded. touchdowns, 11 interceptions. He only threw three more touchdowns than Wentz, And he had more interceptions. Listen with the offensive weapons that Dak Prescott has had, there's no reason Dallas shouldn't be going 13 and three almost every season. And I'm we, saw what he could, we saw we saw what the flashes from his rookie season, but his talent has only gotten better since then. This, this is the thing with Dak Prescott, you know, and, I'm, and I tell people this all the time. 
Prescott's going to wow you. He's going to throw the monster numbers up when he's going against these sorry teams that's not that good. Um, he's going to do all that for you. A lot of those numbers he got. The start of that season, Dallas' schedule at the start of the season was so weak. So he was just eating the stats up. Now, like I said, I dropped these stats down last week, but I'm going to go over them one more time because these are stats that really matter. First top 10 defenses in 2019. The man didn't win a game. No, he lost the man to the Jets. He did not win a game. He, he lost to the five. Jets. He lost to the Jets. The Jets. A 55.3 QBR against top 10 defenses? Are you kidding me? 0 5? Eight touchdowns, six interceptions. One possession games, three touchdowns, four interceptions. But Carson Wentz doesn't make the top 100. Who has no receivers. His top his, his top receiving threats last year were his two tight ends and his running back. And he still talk about it. versus those same teams. Because we play the same exact schedule as Dallas every year. Just exactly. Weekly schedules lined up different. Against those same top 10 teams. Wentz Three and two, seventy-two point nine QBR, fourth in the entire NFL. Eight touchdowns to one interception. One possession games, five touchdowns, no interceptions. I put it like this: give give Dak Prescott, Greg Ward Jr., JJ Ortega Whiteside, Nelson can't catch alligator arms Aguilar, and see how many games they win. Exactly. See, see if he leads them to the playoffs. Exactly, and I, I talked about Carson this with, Wentz um, carried this team on his back, and and I talked. With, and for I you to not put him Nick. in the top one hundred is just nonsense. And I talked about this with Nick last 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 episode. Um, he said you put Wentz on the Cowboys last year. I told Nick you put Wentz on the Cowboys last year. Cowboys might go thirteen to three. They might win the bowl. Yeah. And I don't ever want to see the Cowboys win the bowl as long as I'm alive. But they might win the ball. That's the difference. You 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 put Dak Prescott on the Eagles last year with what Wentz had to deal with after the injuries. We we might have been picking top ten. I put it this way: put any quarterback in the NFL, give them what Wentz had last year, and maybe only Tom Brady takes them to the playoffs. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Maybe it's ridiculous. I got some. I got some quarterbacks that I want to go through that were ranked on this list for Carson Wentz not to even be in the top 100. He wasn't even number 100. The disrespect of this list to Carson Wentz was at an all-time high. They put, um, we'll start with Deshaun Watson. So, Deshaun Watson last year, he threw for 3,852 yards, 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 256 a game with one of the best receivers in a game at receiver for him. Yeah, he, he has a nice he has a nice receiving core as well. Let's not forget that. Exactly. Will Fuller is no bust. Um uh I think it's QT. He's he's pretty good. Um and then they traded for Kenny Stills. He's no bust. Yeah. Um he he's got weapons. He got weapons. But then you take He's that and you compare it to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz with no receivers over 500 yards. Forget 1,000 yards. He didn't have a wide receiver over 500. Let, let, let's talk about that really quick. Carson Wentz was the first 
quarterback in NFL history to to win how he did, pass for how many yards he did, and no receiver had over 500 yards. And people just brush it off. People just brush it off. Just brush it off. People just brush it off. You know, people try – people – um, I hear a lot of people say, you know, that that Carson a, a lot of people try to say Carson gets credit that he doesn't deserve. I think it's the completely other way, the completely the other way around, in my opinion. I think that he's underappreciated by people in the NFL and even by some of our fans, because there's fans out there in believe in Wentz that you know they, they don't they don't think he's the one and they don't think he's that good and it's just like what what has Wentz done when he's on the field to make you think that he's not good i get the injuries i get the injuries he gets injured it's happened i can't argue that but when the man is he had on an the field, mvp caliber season before he got hurt and when he's on the field period the only reason we got that home field advantage and in the position to even go to the super bowl the way we did was because of Carson He was Wentz. going crazy. He was going crazy. There was no better player in the NFL that 2017 season before Carson Wentz got hurt. Yeah. Nobody yep. better. That was that was a landslide MVP And I think he still right should have won the MVP. I, I think they snubbed yeah, he him. Still should have. They snubbed him for Brady that year. That that and that's another that's a whole completely different topic. But they snubbed him for Brady, and then look what Brady did in the Super Bowl. He lost to Nick Foles. But yeah, so so you look at these stats. Now Carson threw for more touchdowns than Watson. Twenty-seven. He threw less interceptions. He averaged more yards per game, all with a lesser core around him, with with a lesser supporting cast around him. Deshaun Watson's ranked sixty-two. How's Deshaun Watson ranked 62 and Carson's not even on the list? Now, I'm not saying Watson doesn't deserve to be on the top 100 list. I'm yeah. simply saying... Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that at all. Watson is a good yeah. quarterback. He's in my top eight. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying with these quarterbacks, I want to know what's the argument to have these quarterbacks put above once. Um, Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to get to Aaron Rodgers, too. The Packers were good last year. But that was more off of that defense creating turnovers than it was off of the offense. Aaron Rodgers, he threw for 4,002 yards, uh, 26 TDs, four interceptions. He's always very careful with the ball. I'll give him that. But overall, Wentz had a better year than him. He averaged 250 yards per game. Wentz was at 267. Uh, he threw 26 touchdowns. Wentz threw 27. He, he had the four interceptions. Wentz had seven. But when you when you look at it, those numbers you can you can try even if you want to argue and say oh he 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 had a slightly better year than Wentz. Well, if he had a slightly better year than Wentz, how's he all the way ranked at number ten? But Wentz is not even on the list. Exactly, he had a Wentz had a better completion percentage than Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers last. And year. Tom Brady's another one I'm going to get into. I have his stats here as well. <laughs> I have his stats here as well. He he threw for four thousand fifty seven yards. 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions. He only completed 60.8% of his passes. Once completed 63.9, basically 64. Once threw for more touchdowns than Brady, 27. One less interception than Brady. I, I really don't get it. I really don't get it. it. I feel like this list was made out of favoritism. Yeah, I don't think Brady should have even been ranked number 19. More than, more than realistic work that the players actually put in on the field 
They put Kirk Cousins on the list. <laughs> exactly. Kirk D- Cousins. Disrespectful. Kirk Cousins, man. Are you serious? Now, I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is all. He's not bone. awful, but he's not in the same class as once. You're pretty much, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't agree. He's with not that. even in the same. This dude has. This is the same. This is the same Kirk Cousins whose wide receivers wanted him traded last. They wanted him traded last season. He had Adam Thielen and um Stefan Diggs I, on his team. I've never heard Adam Thielen say anything negative up until last. season. I think season last season was about... the most I ever heard Adam Thielen actually speaking. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know Adam Thielen could talk. Stephon, that's how. It, I mean, it got so bad with Stefan Diggs. That's the reason he's gone. Yeah, you didn't want to come he back. Out. You got two, you got two elite receivers on your team, and you throw for 36, 3,600 yards, twenty six touchdowns, six interceptions. Are you serious? Thirty six hundred. Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. You put them on the equals right now. Carson Wentz is throwing for five thousand yards. Exactly. Without a doubt. Like that. Like, come on, man. And he's ranked at 86. Carson not even on the list. This is ridiculous, man. This this is ridiculous. It's downright ridiculous for Carson Wentz not to even be on this list. And these kind of quarterbacks are on the list above him. Like, no. No. Kirk Cousins, he's not better than Wentz. Deshaun Watson, he's a good player. He's not better than Wentz, though. Dak Prescott, yeah, he's not better than Wentz. Tom Brady, definitely not. Tom Brady's the goat. But when we're talking about right here, right now, what can you do for me today? He's not better than Wentz. Aaron nope. Rodgers, he's a future Hall of Famer. But when we're talking about right here, right now, what can you do for me today? He's not better than Carson Wentz. Not at all. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the top 100 list is supposed to be of uh, the p- top players coming into the 2020 season, not the players who've had great careers that you just want to put on the list because of their names. It, yeah. His, his notes, even that he had by the players, like why he put them in certain positions. Some of those notes were like, Oh, this player had a down season, but don't let that distract you from the point that he's a good player. Like if he had a down season, don't put him on the list. I mean, man, Carson Woods is the only quarterback last year to make the playoffs with no thousand yard receiver, no thousand yard rusher. He he had zero thousand yard receivers and threw for four thousand yards. Exactly. And it could have and it could have been more. The Eagles could have very easily been twelve and four last year. And I, I talked about this last episode. We could have very easily been twelve and four. We was um Nelson Aguilar alligator hands away from a twelve and four season. We were a few drops away from a twelve and four season. Twelve and four season. Even even with the injury. Exactly. Even with the injuries, if that's not if a if a certain player or certain players just hold on to the ball, yes, we win. Come on now, come on now. You put Dak Prescott, um, who only scored what ten points in that win or go home game in Philadelphia. He only put up ten points against our defense. It's ridiculous, man. And you have him ranked higher than Carson Wentz. And and this guy, um, you put Tom Brady, who against our defense didn't throw a single touchdown. Their only touchdown was on a trick play. Yeah. 
above Carson Wentz? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It really is. With with that defense that we had last year, those people at corner that we had last year, the injuries we had on the defensive line, the injuries we had everywhere. You don't throw one touchdown, and you're supposed to be the goat. You don't throw one touchdown. Dak, you had all those weapons. Nine points? Ten points? Really? In a game that you need to win to go to the playoffs? If you win that game, Dak Prescott, you're not sitting here holding out asking for $45 million a year. It's ridiculous. You're not Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes bounced back on a, uh, what was it? Broken kneecap, torn kneecap, something like that. Came back, finished the season, led his team to the Super Bowl. You're not doing that, Dak Prescott. I'm sorry. Dak Prescott, listen, he had all the stats in the world last year. He had all the stats in the world last year. But what did it get? It got them to nothing, the eight and eight season. And this is what I'm telling people. people. When you put that pressure on Dallas, they fold. They fold. They don't they don't perform under that pressure. And it's Dak Prescott. This is, this is the same Dallas that had Michael Irvin, their Hall of Fame wide receiver, come out with a reality show so wide receivers could try out and be on the team. <laughs> this is the same Dallas we're talking about. Let's not forget that. It's ridiculous. You had you had a, a flavor of love reality show for wide receiver tryouts because you were that desperate. And you know what? And then the guy that you signed off that show was only a special teamer and didn't even last two seasons, I think. And you know what? I'm going to just touch on it one more time with the um, Jason Kels thing. Uh, Zach Martin is ranked up at 50 for the line. Um, Mitchell Schwartz, uh, Kansas City, he, he he's ranked at 41. I just... I mean, come on, man. Kel should be top. I believe, Kel be I believe top there 50. was. A... Kel should even be ranked higher than Brandon Brooks. And Brandon Brooks is on um, Brandon Brooks is on is on our own team, and, and he should even be ranked higher than him. There's a tackle that was ranked higher than uh, Lane Johnson. And I mean, you guys heard you guys you guys heard the, the Pro Football Index already. I already gave you guys the ratings. I mean, you can't find a center that's better than Kel's the last three years. Brandon Brooks was the number one guard in the league last year and Zach Martin is uh ranked higher than him. Uh, let's not forget this whole Brandon Brooks situation. My man tore his ACL in the divisional playoff game and played a hell of a season last season. It was Achilles. It was a the hell Achilles, of a the Achilles. season. But the, and the Achilles is even worse. The Achilles is even worse because you, you, you're playing on it all the time. You didn't even have a full recovery. Because you injured it in a divisional playoff game. So for you to enter it in a divisional playoff game and come back, start the regular season. Game one. The season that you did. That's that's amazing. It's that's unheard that's of. That's amazing. I mean, look at that Durant. Is unheard of. Look at Kevin Durant. He he's not football is a contact sport. He's blocking exactly. three hundred pound dudes. Pressure on it. Pressure is on it. Kevin Durant's still out right now. <laughs> No, nobody's tackling sport. Kevin Durant. Those Achilles. Nobody, no, nobody's trying to tackle Kevin Durant. Nobody's trying to block uh, or uh, 
hit a finesse move trying to get to the quarterback like and and for the the weight of him to be able to do that like he's a big yeah. man he's a big man yeah, it's ridiculous it's ridiculous these these rig these all, all the power that you have to to push off on your legs when you're blocking or or getting up field it's just incredible the list needs to be redone <laughs> this list needs to be redone I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I think he did a horrible job on this list. I think he did a horrible job. Um, I'll just wait and see what the actual NFL top 100 list looks like, and then we can we can have a show on that as well. But as far as this top 100 list, just just disrespectful. Uh, Byron Jones didn't make the list. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion, was ranked a little low. He was ranked under, actually. Uh, Chris Godwin. <laughs> now, Chris Godwin is a decent receiver for what he's been able to do in the league so far. Would I say he's top five? No. But to have him ranked higher than DeAndre Hopkins, who's top what? Yeah, top three? definitely. Without question. Him, who, him, Julio, and and Michael Thomas, without question. You, you can, you can put it in what order, what kind of ever order you want. I'm, I'm just saying, but uh, yeah, I don't know what this guy was thinking. Uh, DJ Clark even made the list. Did we, did we touch on Minka Fitzpatrick? Oh yeah, thank, thank you for reminding me. How does Minka Fitzpatrick not make the list? He's not a Philadelphia Eagle, but. After he got traded from Miami to Pittsburgh, I believe he, the first like four or five games, he had a turnover, a cause turnover. He literally changed the dynamic of that Pittsburgh defense last season just from the impact he had once he got traded there. He was out there balling, making plays. Yeah. Forcing turnovers, getting interceptions, forcing fumbles. I think he had a fumble return for a touchdown. How does he not make the list? And you got, I think that you, T.Y. Hilton also, I don't know if you mentioned Hilton yet. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton didn't make the list. There's some players, man. There's um, some players that were left off that I was surprised. Yeah. And then they also had uh, Godwin above Devontae Adams, one of the best route running release wide receivers in the game. It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. But we're we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and get off of that conversation now. Uh, didn't really we didn't really agree with that list. It, it's all you guys know now. Um, but now you know we're gonna get into this last segment today, and, and this this one's just a little fun. Um, you know everybody everybody oh, knows Eagles fans right listening. Here. In, so you know we we gonna talk about this. It's gonna be some fun. Uh, what me and Breon did was we both came up with our all time. So you get one game right. Say you're in a Super Bowl tomorrow. You got one game. You can build an offense. Start in 11. Uh, QB, running back, tight end, three receivers in the O-line. Um, what's your what's your uh, start in 11 that you're going to go into that game with? All right. My starting 11 equals all time. And I just want the listeners out there to know that I went off of who I've seen since I've been alive actually play. Um, I didn't want to dig too deep into – um, 
Eagles all-time, like, history-wise, because I didn't get to see certain players like Harold Carmichael and and Cunningham play. So, or Tommy McDonald. So, I just I just went off players that I've witnessed play since I, I've been able to watch football. Uh, my offensive line, my tackles are Trey Thomas and Lane Johnson. My guards are Brandon Brooks and Todd Harriman's. And my center is Jason Kelsey. Uh, quarterback, Donovan McNabb. That's my boy. Uh, I feel like he would have won us weapons back in the day besides Todd Pinkston and and James Trash and those guys. Receivers, I have T.O., Deshaun Jackson, and my slot receiver is Mr. Reliable, Jason Avant. Him and T.O. are going to have to fight it out to see who wears 81, but I'll leave that up to them. At tight end, I got <laughs> Zach Ertz. And running back was by far one of the hardest decisions. Hardest decisions. I'm going to let y'all know right now, it came between B. West, Brian Westbrook, or LaShawn McCoy. I low-key still don't have a decision, but because we're on the show right now, I'm going to just go ahead and say Brian Westbrook. He's one of my by far all-time favorite Eagles. I like it. I like it. That's a good lineup, man. That's that's a good lineup right there. Definitely was bringing home the Lombardi. With yeah, that. we we definitely bringing the Lombardi with that. Definitely that that B West and McCoy. That that's a tough one to that's choose. That's a tough man. one. That's a tough one to choose right there. Um, so I'm let me get it. I'm gonna get into mine. Now, what I also want to say before I get into mine, you have three offensive linemen from the old line today. Just let that sink in, everyone. In our, this is why I talk about this offensive line. Yeah, I, I, I had that, three from today, to but, you know, I, I do have some favorites that I, I had growing up watching up, but I I really I really love Kelsey Brooks and, and Lane Johnson. Shout out to Sean, uh, Sean Andrews and, and uh, Jamal Jackson, but, I, hey, you, it don't get better than Kelsey Brooks and, and Johnson on the right side. Yeah, so then what? I, what I got for my old? What I got for my old line? Um, I got left tackle, right tackle, Trey Thomas, Lane Johnson. Um, I got left guard, right guard, Todd Harriman's, Brandon Brooks, and the center Kels. So we actually have the same exact old line. But what I think is crazy, and this is what I tell people about how good this old line is. Think about this, man. We got our best center all time, our best right guard all time, and our best right tackle all time, all starting on the same field at the same time. And and they're legitly all the best that we had at their position. Because you can challenge people to find someone statistically who, who's been better than any three of them, and they won't find it at that specific position. I think that's just ridiculous. Um, but so for the wide receivers, I got D-Jack starting. Okay. I got Todd Payson, and then um, I got Jason Avant in the slot. <laughs> you took Todd Pinkston over Terrell Owens? I see. Listen, I got to leave T.O. off because he was only there for one season. So that was that was, that was was my thing, you know. He was only there for one season. It went sour kind of fast. Man. So I got to leave him off. I got to leave him off because of that. Now, Terrell Owens is definitely better than Pinkston, but, you know, he just, Pinkston was, he was there. <laughs> we, we 
only had T.O. for one year. So, you know, I, I went with I went with the guy that was there for the long run with us. Um, tight end, I got Zach Ertz. And then running back, I got B. West. So I took Westbrook over McCoy. Uh, I love McCoy, but Westbrook, man, he, he was that guy when he was out there on that field. Yes, he was. He was that guy. So I had to I had to put him in there. Um, quarterback, now this one is going to turn some heads. Now, before I say it, I want everybody to know this is not a shot at Carson Wentz. It's not, it's not a shot at anybody. But when I'm going quarterback, I got to go with Nick Foles right now because he's the only one I've seen actually win it. Um, I can respect that. I talked, I talked about this um, before. I went to – I only been to one game. I only actually been to one Eagles game where I actually saw Nick Foles play. And the energy in that crowd was something that I never felt that a game before. I think it was just something about Nick Foles in Philly that just clicked. And I just, you know, you put Nick Foles in a big game in the the midnight green and he shows up. So, you know, I seen him do it and I got to go with him because of that. Now, that's not taking a shot at Wentz or anybody else. So I'll no, that I, I respect now. it. I, I respect where you're coming from. He's the only quarterback to ever, you know, get us over that hump and win us the Super Bowl. I loved Nick Foles when we drafted him. Um, he was – I really liked that pick uh, when we picked him up. I got a chance that season actually to uh, – the Eagles started their uh, open training camp to the public at the link. So I actually got to, like, watch him compete against Vic and, and others. So – I respect that Nick Foles pick. All right. I respect that Nick Foles. We pretty much had the same lineup minus the T.O. Todd Pinkston and McNabb Nick Foles. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Either way, I, I think we your lineup hey, for the listeners, a, a we, we did not do Bowl. this list together for the listeners. We did not do this list together. I made mine last night. <laughs> I was sitting in the bed. I was doing some research. I was making my list last night. Completely by myself, but it's just funny how it turned out like that. It it really is. That's crazy. I I made my list this morning because I I had to go back watch a bunch of old games, relive the glory days, uh, brought back some memories as a kid. You know, I really had to go and deep dive and think about who I who I wanted on the team. But offensive line wise, I I already knew who I was picking. I tell you, uh, I had I, I debated for a little while before before um before I put Trey Thomas at left tackle with with, with Jason Peters, and you know what? I'm just I got some honorable mentions. All right, I got McCoy as an honorable mention. I got McNabb and Randall Cunningham as honorable mentions. Um, and I got I got Jason Peters as, as an honorable mention. You know, those are dudes that I could easily put on this list, but you know, it it was debatable. Yeah, I, I could have went with Evan Mathis. I could have went with uh, John Runyon. Yeah, um, Runyon too. I was looking at him last night. I was looking at him. I, I almost put him. I almost put him in there. I almost did. I, I could have went with Nick Foles. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could have added Jeremy Macklin. I really liked him. Yeah, as a receiver, he, he gave us um, some good years. Yeah, I, I can't wait till we do the defense one though. That 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 one's gonna be tough. Yeah, uh, yeah, that one's gonna be really tough. 
defense, man, I feel like we got a ton of people for defense. Yeah. Whew, defense. Yeah. Defense is gonna be really tough. My defensive line, though, that's gonna be nasty. Yeah. I, I already, I already see it. The, man. Oh my god. D line gonna be. Did. We're gonna defense. save that for you guys. We might do that one next next show. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get that on there for you guys next show. We'll we'll get the all time defensive line up next show. We'll we'll definitely we'll we'll get into that one. We'll get into that one. Um, but that that's gonna be that's gonna be a wrap for today. Um, we we got into everything. You know, we finally got Brian on here. You know, now we got the show and um, we got the show with full. Glad I was now. finally able to hop on the show. Um, I know you guys been anxious and and waiting. Um, we finally figured out a way to do it. So hopefully, from here on out, uh, I'll be joining you guys for the show. I uh, can't wait to bring you guys more content. Um, also, be on the lookout. We'll have some merchandise available soon. T-shirts, hats, coffee mugs, etc. Um, we're really excited about this podcast. Me and Willie have been talking about this since about 2013, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad we finally, you know, have been able to finally get everything, get it together. all together. Yep. So then, um, yeah. So that's going to be a wrap, everyone. Um, thank everyone for tuning back in again. Uh, new listeners, welcome aboard. Uh, hope you guys got to check out the earlier episodes as well. We'll have some more stuff coming out for you guys next week. And then, um, so till then, we see you guys. All right. Everyone have a great day. All right. You guys take care. Go Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. <laughs>